eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Zion, uh, can you give us some insight as to what uh, the coaches told you guys in the locker room uh, at halftime? They just told us to keep our heads down and go to work. Um, there was never a, a flinch in confidence in them. I was, you know, I, I just had come off that penalty. I was in my head, and the coaches came in, started talking about adjustments, and told us it was our game. And so they just instilled that confidence in us, and we were able to take that into the second half. And, you know, here we are. All right, we'll go to Ruth Robbins and then Christian Capel. Go ahead, Ruth. Zion, you brought up that penalty. Could you talk a little bit about what happened there? Because from what our vantage point, we we it just – I mean, I know you're not going to ever criticize the calls, but it, from your standpoint, what happened on that? Yeah, it was just a bang-bang play. I was able to talk to the official, actually, um, later in the game. I I had just, uh, you know, thrown my pass rush move, and um, it was kind of – as soon as I beat my guy, the quarterback was right there, and so I had no time to really um, get in the strike zone. So, I mean – to leave it in the official's hands, that's my fault. But I was able to talk to the, the ref, and he said that um, just from his vantage point, it seemed as if uh, I had made contact with the helmet. So, um, you know, that, like I said, it's my fault. I got to get lower. Um, we know that um, quarterbacks uh, are well protected in football, so um, I, I take the blame on that on that flag. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, Zion, uh, just wondering on, on that last play, um, what was your reaction when you saw Trent come down with the interception and then kind of what, what did you do from there? Were you, were you part of the group that went down and, and celebrated in the end zone? Oh, I, I was uh, kind of overcome with emotion. Um, you know, it was just, you know, the game was up in the air for so long and, I, you know, all these, you know, stats and everything that I was doing, I mean, it's fun and, and it's cool, but the biggest stat is, is a win. So like I was, I was, I was definitely in stride in my pass rushes and everything. And when he came down, I mean, that was, that's actually probably the first comeback I've ever been a part of. So it was just like, I just had to take in the moment. I, I was just overcome, you know, just in such awe of, of this team. Oh, then Lars Hansen, Mike, go ahead. Mike. Yeah. Zion, like you mentioned, um, three more sacks today, just, what does it feel like to be you right now? The kind of success that you're having individually. I mean, how do I answer that? Uh, I guess, you know, it feels good. I mean, I'm just glad that my success is also translated into team success. You know, I mean, um, I was telling my coach earlier this week, Coach uh, Coach K, I was like, 
Um, you know, all these awards are great, but if they gave me an award where on a week that we lost, I, I definitely would want to accept it. So I'm just thankful that we as a team are just, we're balling um, every single one on this team is, is contributing, so. All right, all the hands we up, we'll just take those ones, Lars Hansen, then Mazvita, go ahead, Lars. Yeah, Zion, could you just take me through your uh, final recovery when you saw Kyler knock the ball out? Just take me through that run back for you. Yeah, um, I mean, I was just, you know, running after the ball, um, and then I was able to see the the ball out. And at first I was just focused on getting the ball. And then as I was running downfield, I, all my focus went on don't lose the ball, and next thing you know, I was out of bounds. But, I mean, you know, you take it and take it as it comes, and then you – make corrections and uh, maybe next time we can house it. All right, Masvida, then Anthony, go ahead, Mas. Hey Zion, on the adjustments, was, was anything major you guys made or was it, I mean, what was that adjustment like without giving away, you know, game plans? Um, it wasn't, you know, we didn't, we, it's not like we changed up anything that we were doing. Um, before the coaches talked, I was telling them, I mean, everything that they thrown at us, we had seen and um, coaches came in and, basically said the same thing and said, you know, maybe we treat a couple of looks differently. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, the adjustments didn't end at halftime, you know, then they, they kept going on in the game, but I mean, we just got a tremendous coaching staff that is able to see things from such a, I don't know, man, they, they know what they're talking about. And so it's easy to listen. All right. We'll go to Anthony, then Lauren, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah. What do you think Utah was kind of throwing at you guys in the first half? Like, spreading the ball out across the field. It seems like they were kind of going more vertical in the second half. In the first half, they were kind of going, you know, spreading the ball out. What, what did you see from them? Um, you know, for what, what it felt like for me and for the D-line is just tremendous quarterback play. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not sure how many rushing yards he had in the first, but I mean, he had to have um, contributed quite a bit. So, I mean, he was able to put the ball in some nice spots and he was able to run. And so to to have that um, element in the game. I mean, we expected it, but I guess we were, you know, didn't expect it to that extent. So to, uh, yeah, that was the adjustment really. It was to take care of the quarterback and then everything else would just fall in place. All right, Lauren, then Dan, and then Artiel. Go ahead, Lauren. Yeah, Zion, what was just the feeling like, I mean, for the defense to not allow any points and then just to, keep coming up with those big plays in the second half to stop them every time you needed to. What was just that feeling like for you guys? It was, uh, I think that we were just thinking that, you know, this is what we're supposed to be doing. In that first half, it was, um, as you could say, a little flustering, you know, to give up so many points. I mean, we, we just came off a week, you know, of, of a really solid defensive play. So, um for a second there, it felt like, you know, we were kind of taking a couple steps back. And then once that, that you know, the, that confidence came back and, and we started making plays on defense again, you know, we were right back to where we wanted to be. Excuse me, two more for uh, for Zion. Uh, Dan Raley and then Art Teal wraps up. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Zion, nice comeback. But at the same time, were you in a state of shock when it was 21 to nothing? I don't think we've seen too many Husky teams, at least in Husky Stadium, fall behind by that much. Um, yeah, I guess I was in a state of shock. Um, like I said, this is the first time I've ever come back in, in any of my sports. So, um, I was kind of, you know, just, you know, kind of down on my luck for a second, especially like I said, after the, after the, the penalty. So, 
um, just kind of had to take a step back and, you know, reassess the situation. And then, like I said, for the coaches to come in and not even be phased, didn't flinch, and just had so much confidence going into that second half, no matter what the score was. All right, last question for Zion from Art Teal. Go ahead, Art. Yeah, just following up on that, Zion, uh, was there anything said by a teammate or uh, a coach as you guys found yourself down 21 nothing going into halftime? Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I was talking to, you know, the DLO and, you know, just telling them, you know, to, that we're better than that. And and then Elijah, Elijah Mode, another guy just seems – completely unfazed, just told us to put our noses down and go to work. And so, I mean, to have uh, those those constant voices of reassurance just really helped us pick it back up. All right. Thank you, Zion. We'll be back with Kate Otten soon, everybody. Thanks a lot, Zion. Yep. All right. I know I said Kate, but we're going to get uh, Elijah Molden in first. Hopefully we get Kate a little bit later, but uh, Elijah is sitting down as we speak. So hands up for Elijah. If you didn't have a question for him, you can unraise, but we'll probably figure you can change course pretty quickly. Hey, Elijah. Um, just curious, have you ever been a part of a comeback like this? And, and what specifically changed so much for you guys in the second half? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my voice a little bit. Uh, no, I'm ne never. Not even close, really. Maybe like, uh, you know, maybe 10 points or, or two touchdowns or something like that. But no, never. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why I play football. Probably the biggest reason why I play football is just because you know, it's not always going to go your way. And then, you know, you just got to work through it. And the second half, especially, uh, I think the biggest thing was our energy. You know, I think it was kind of dead the first half. Things didn't go our way, you know, so what? Second half, we came out with energy. And all it takes is just one play to create a spark. All right, we'll go to uh, Chris Fetters, followed by Josh Kirschenbaum and then Anthony Edwards. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Elijah, was curious about your vantage point on the sidelines watching that last drive with Dylan Morris. Mm -hmm. Um Tell us a little bit about uh, how you how you were feeling when you were watching that. I think it was perfect. Um, we kept on just we kept on saying to each other like we're really going to do this. We're really going to do this. And I've always done this thing where uh, this year on third downs I'll, I'll on third downs I'll stand up. Usually I'm on the bench. On third downs I'll stand up, and I feel like every time I stand up we get a we get a first down. So um, I think it was you know some players stepped up. Puka stepped up, took a couple shots. Uh, Kamari getting out of bounds. Um, who else? Cade obviously scoring a big time touchdown and getting some yards. And the whole thing was led by Demo. So, um, you know, he did he didn't flinch after the first half. So, he, he's a really, um, you know, he's a he's a leader on offense. He's a young guy, but he's a leader on offense. All right, Josh Kirschenbaum, then Anthony, go ahead, Josh. Hey, Elijah. Uh, Zion was just in here, and he said that you were one of the main guys that talked to the locker room at halftime. Just from your vantage point, what did you see just in the vibe in the locker room, and what was your message to everybody? I think my me my message was, um, don't be soft. <laughs> you know, it's easy to, when things don't go your way, to kind of hang your head and feel sorry for yourself. Um, and I, I think we were fighting that. I was I, We were fighting that feeling. You know, everyone feels that deep down, you know, uh, you know, you, you get that voice in your head that wants to, you know, talk to yourself, make excuses and stuff. But I think, you know, blocking that noise out, you know, staying hard and then coming out the second half with a sense of urgency. So that's what it came down to. Anthony, then Lars. Go ahead, Anthony. 
Yeah, Elijah, we've seen you guys play in kind of every kind of game possible so far. We had a close, had a close game against Oregon State yeah. and blew out Arizona, and then a you know hard comeback tonight. Where do you guys go from here? Only time will tell. Um, like you said, we've seen it all. So you know, in a sense, we've lived. You know, these past three weeks, it feels like we've had. We I've played three years here. You know, these these three weeks, I felt like three years. So um, just keep on stacking days, keep on improving, keep on raising the bar. You know, setting. We have really high expectations for ourselves. So, you know, I think uh, every week the standard is raised. All right, four more. Lars, then Lauren, then Art, and then Christian Capel. Go ahead, uh, Lars. Hey, Elijah, what, what difference did Cam Williams make for you guys in the secondary in the second half? I'm sorry, can you ask that? I didn't quite. Uh, Cam Williams, just how much of a difference did he make for you guys in the secondary in, in the second half? Yeah, Cam I mean, the good thing about our secondary is we're so versatile that, you know, we can plug anyone anywhere. So, There'll be some series where I'll look back and see a different, a different free safety than I did the the, um, the drive before. And honestly, I feel completely confident whoever's back there. So it's good to see him out there for sure. All right, we'll go to Lauren, then Art, go ahead. Yeah, Elijah, just take me through the moment when Trent McDuffie had the interception and that celebration you guys have to, had afterwards. Uh, what was just that moment like for you guys? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, the Apple Cup last year when he got an interception. And I feel like every time he gets one, I'm right, I'm right next to him. And I'll grab him on the shoulder and run down the sideline with him. So um, I think, you know, it's kind of – that was the moment where all of our work paid off for the day, you know. Um, and we knew that and we got the dub. All right, Art Teal, then Christian, and then Booth. Go ahead, Art. Uh, Elijah, uh, in that first half when they were moving the ball quite – easily. Um, did you have a, a WTF moment as that was going on, like uh, trying to understand what was happening and they were having their way with you so much? Um, no, I mean, I never really, I, I never really had those moments because I think, you know, we were able to comprehend what was happening, but it was never like, you know, we were never, um, We were more focused on what we could do and what we can control. You know, I was always focused on the next play, the next drive. You know, something happens in the past, we learn from it, we move on. So, really, we didn't – I mean, that's something that, you know, yes, yes, they were running the ball um, in the first half, especially in the second half as well, but we didn't really flinch. All right, we'll go to Christian and then Tim Booth to wrap it up. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Elijah, just what is it like celebrating a, a moment like Trent's interception and this, you know, huge comeback, huge win in an empty stadium with, with no real crowd noise and, and just you guys? Yeah, uh, I was actually pretty emotional, to be honest, just because, like, that was, you know, a street fight of a game. And I got beat up. I was getting beat up all throughout the game. You know, we played 33 minutes um, against a, a hard a hard team. Um, so I got a little emotional at the end and, you know, of course we wish we had fans there cause that would have been, you know, that would have made the moment that much better, but you know, hopefully people were going crazy in their living rooms. I hope so. You know, I probably, I know they are too. All right. Last question from uh, Tim Booth. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Elijah, what was this week like for you guys to go from you beat Arizona, you think you're playing the apple cup and then all of a sudden you're thrown into this unknown of who exactly you're going to play or if you were going to play this week, what was that process like for you, for you players? Yeah, I think uh, we did a really good job of, you know, being adaptable. We didn't really, we didn't get hung up on, you know, oh, we're going to play the Apple cup that got canceled. We just, you know, we take every day as it is. And then as soon as we got news that we we're going to play Utah, you know, let's go. 
So, um, you know, in a sense, it was just like any other week. All right, that'll do it for Elijah. Uh, Kay Dotton's in the room, so when, he, when uh, we get him seated, we'll get going with him. Thanks, everybody. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, Cade, um, with regards to that last drive, when you guys are on the sideline before that, do you ever step up to, to Dylan or the quarterback and just have like a little moment with him and let him know that you're going to be there for him? Or do you do you ever have those kind of that, those kind of moments where um, you just kind of understand the gravity of the situation, what needs to get done? Um, I think it's with everyone on the offense. We we knew we knew what we needed to do to win the game. And, and everyone went out there and executed. And, man, it, it was incredible to be a part of. Gosh, it's, it's kind of surreal thinking about it. Just I'm, I'm so proud of all the guys there that just went out. We knew what we needed to do, and, and we did it. All right, Ruth Robbins and Anthony. Go ahead, Ruth. Yeah, um, Cade, you know, I know that a lot of receivers and quarterbacks during the offseason work out together and really kind of really create that chemistry with each other. Um, you don't hear a lot about the tight ends, though, in that chemistry, but can you talk a little bit about this chemistry you and Dylan got going? I mean, has that been there for a while, or is it new, or what's where's that coming from? Uh, yeah, we, we had a lot of time to to work on stuff with, with all the quarterbacks and all the receivers, and, and we put in a lot of work, and over the the ten months or so that we, we weren't playing football and and I'm glad it's it's showing up now um, with, with everyone the receivers are making plays um, tight ends are making plays and and the whole line's doing really well. All right, Anthony. Then Mike Burrell, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, Cade. You kind of mentioned before that it's not really like a you know get Cade the ball, but something had to happen at halftime to get you the ball more in the second half. Was there something the coaches said? Uh, I don't think so. Um, it was it was more like we we knew what we needed to do. We were down twenty one, and we just needed to take it one drive at a time, one play at a time, and execute. And with whatever whatever play was called, and and we had guys making plays all over the field. Uh, we executed, and it, it showed up in the second half. We we showed a lot of resilience, the whole team, and and man, it, it was great to be part of. All right, just the hands up for uh, for a Cade. We'll go with Mike Varell, then Lars. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Cade, I'm wondering, um, do you have a history of game-winning, like, last-minute touchdowns, or, or was that a new thing for you? Um, I, I might have had a couple in high school, but um, this was the, the biggest of my career, for sure. And, and, and I just think about, like, how it couldn't have happened without – so many plays before it and putting us in the situation to, to win the game. And, and I'm the, I'm the unfortunate face to catch the winning touchdown. It's a lot of other guys doing, doing a lot of work to, to put us in the situation. All right, Lars Hanson and Alec Dietz. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, Kate, what is it about Dylan that allows the offense to have faith in him, even when the game isn't going completely like you guys want to? Yeah, he, he's steady. You know, he, um, Coach Lake talked about it, and and we all saw at halftime he's just the same, not too high, not too low. He he's a, a steady leader of our team, and and man, it, it showed up in the second half for sure. All right, we'll go to uh, Alec, and I'm sorry, yes, uh, Alec and Art Art Teal. Go ahead, Alec. Was that just him? Go go ahead, Art Teal. Um. Kate, in the middle of the final drive, uh, there was a snap, an early snap, 
uh, to Morris, I could have destroyed the whole drive, but he picked it up and found you on that pass. Take me through what uh, you saw in that play and what was what was supposed to happen. Um, we, we had a little uh, miscommunication on the snap and and I saw that we were a little late off the ball. And, and so I just turned and, and Demo did a great job picking up the ball and, and getting it out and uh, got a positive game out, gain out of it. So um, really heads up by Demo. Uh, the line protected him well, too, even though the, the snap was a little off and positive play. And then those little things are, are the difference in winning and losing. And we were able to do those in the second half. All right, we're going to just take two more. We'll go back to Alec and then we'll go to Masvita. Go ahead, Alec. Hey, Kate, uh, just wanted to ask, you know, Dylan threw sort of that backbreaking uh, pick right before that last drive. Was there anything said uh, by him or anyone else to sort of get the offense back on track before that last that touchdown drive? Uh, like I said, he, he's not too high, not too low. And, and that's how the whole offense was. Um, we knew like after that drive, we, we might only have one more chance. The defense got a huge stop. They were insane in the second half. Those those guys are good. And and the whole offense, we looked at each other. We knew what we needed to do. And, and we all executed and went out and did it. And and that's why we won the game. It was, it was awesome. All right, actually two more. We'll go to Masvida and then we'll go to Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Mas. Yeah. Hey, Kate, staying on that last drive, just the importance of you guys as a team, as the offense, Staying focused, play to play. How important was that on that final drive? Just staying focused on each play, one play at a time. Yeah, I think that's of utmost importance. Um, each play is a, a different situation, you know, and so we got to know where the sticks are, uh, know if we need to get out of bounds, know how many timeouts we have, um, know what the play is and do our job. And, and all of that goes into every play. And, and it takes all 11 to, to be successful. And so you saw us march on the field, march down the field because everyone was doing their job and, and locked into the situation. And, and it's a great, great group of guys to, to get a win with. That was awesome. All right, last question. Chris Fetters, go ahead. Yeah, Cade, I was curious when you answered my question about a game-winning catch, I'm reminded of a catch that you had at Bellevue. Was that a game-winning catch? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, that was... That was for the game. All right. Thank you very much, Cade. Uh, we'll have Coach Lake in here very quickly, everybody, so stick around. Thanks a lot. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay. All right, we'll let, we'll let Coach get us started with an opening statement. Go ahead, Coach. Thank you. All right, here we go. Good, e good evening, everybody. Uh, so proud of these guys. You know, we uh, we said last night in our in our hotel in our in our final team meeting that this was going to be a street fight. We have so much respect for Utah. You know, everything that they're about. We we're really a mirror image of each other. Uh, they want to run the football. They want to play great defense and be excellent on special teams. And so do we. And that's why this thing's just been a it's been a fist fight for, for the last seven years now. 
And, uh, you know, obviously we took some lumps. We took some lumps in that first half. Uh, but we were playing hard in all three phases, making some mistakes. Uh, they, they landed a lot of blows. And that's what I told the team at halftime. I said, hey, Utah just landed some, some left hooks, some right hooks, some body blows, and we took them. Now we need to come out of the second half. We need, to start, we need to start throwing our punches, and we need to land a haymaker at the end. And I tell you what, our guys went out there, just kept working hard, and, uh, you know, just were persevering through all kinds of adversity uh, when they could have just put their heads down and, 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 and not wanted to fight. But these guys – they're all about fighting. And this is Husky football right here. You know, last week I said that was Husky football. That is definitely Husky football last week. And so is this right here. We're going to face a lot of really good opponents here. And we've got to be able to be resilient and be able to fight back. Uh, so many guys that I'm proud of. Uh, you know, Kate Otten. How about Kate Otten? I mean, this guy right here. Two weeks in a row now. Uh, receptions, touchdowns, and then his blocking again in the run game for two weeks in a row. I, if there's another better tight end in the country, I'd like to see him. And then how about ZTF? <laughs> and, and, and I see it in practice. I tell you guys every single week, I see it in practice. This guy just comes out, just comes to work, harasses our quarterback, harasses our offensive line. He's hard to block. And sure enough, our opponents are having a really hard time uh, keeping him covered up. So, so proud of him. Our defense responded. We definitely got to uh, shore up our, our run defense. Not good in the first half. Very similar to the Oregon State game. And then they pitch a shutout in the second half. Uh, with some great adjustments by Coach K and the staff and uh, and getting four turnovers. And then Dylan Morris, tell you what, you know, through the three interceptions, one was a Hail Mary. So really, you know, two interceptions, the bad one in the beginning, and then the one in the in the third quarter, you know, underthrew it. But at halftime, that guy was about as positive. You could look him in his eyes. You could tell that he was going to lead our team and put some points on the board in the second half. And then him going on that four and a half minute drive to go down there and punch in the game winning touchdown and get some critical, critical completions on third down. I'm just so proud of him. Ton of stuff to clean up, which I'm sure you guys are going to ask me about, but I'm proud of our guys, how they showed their character tonight and how resilient they are. And um, so proud of our of Husky football. All right. Fetters, Maz, Christian, go ahead, Chris Fetters. Yeah, Jimmy, I, I know the, the announcers were saying it's the first time Washington's come back from a 21-point deficit or more since, I think, 1988. And I was curious if there were any any games that you could relate to the kids during halftime or on the sidelines in terms of a comeback, in terms of something that you could literally go back and tell them that, that you'd experienced. No, that wasn't really the – that wasn't the message. The message was what I just kind of – I just mentioned. I said, hey, we're going to be in a street fight, guys. This is going to be a street fight. We're going to get hit. We're going to get hit in the mouth and we're going to have to respond and we're going to have to, we're going to have to throw some punches as well. Uh, and that was really the, that was really the message at halftime. And the other thing I said was, Hey, we need a spark. Uh, you know, we need a spark. We're getting the ball to come out of the locker room. We, we need, we need a, a spark to get this, to get us going and get some, some really good momentum. Um, you know, and it was, it was 21, nothing. We got to score. It's a lot of time. They scored 21 points in two quarters. We can score 21 or more in two quarters, which we did. And so that was more of the conversation. All right, Masvida, then Capel. Go ahead, Mas. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, just a mental fortitude of your team. If we're going to boxing analogy, after you get hit, they stayed focused. They didn't get – they just stayed focused, play to play. Can you just talk about the mental fortitude of your team? Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about. And what I love is uh, they, they bought in and, and they responded. They responded. We, we told them what it was going to be. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. Utah is a talented team. 
They're a well-coached team. I have so much respect for Coach Whittingham and his staff. We knew we were going to be in a battle. And uh, our guys, they're, they're not going to back away from a battle. And I'll tell you what, we, we, we grew a ton tonight. And we've got better tonight through all the adversity, the mistakes that we made. But then to be able to bounce back, persevere, and get that victory, we're going to just keep continuing to get better from here. All right, Christian, and then Dan Raley. Go ahead, Christian. Jimmy, I know you mentioned, uh, you know, looking at Dylan at halftime and, and knowing that he was still hanging in there and ready to go. I'm curious, after the, the interception in the fourth quarter, looking for Ty Jones, when he came off the field, did, did you talk to him at all? And, and just kind of what was he like in that moment after that? that uh, yeah. Yeah, so we were, we were being aggressive there. You know, we talked about we're going to be attacking aggressive. We, we called a double move, which, uh, which Ty ran really well. Um, I'll have to look at it on tape, but I, I, I believe Dylan did not – Threw it short. You know, we should have kind of laid it out there a little bit more for so Ty could go get it. Uh, and then, you know, give Utah credit. The, the DB did a nice job of getting his hand on it and it deflecting, and they and they intercepted it. But Dylan, Dylan came to the sideline, positive energy, and he knew. He's like, all right, hey, our defense is going to get the ball back, and they're going to go down and score. There was no, no flinch. There was no negative, put your head down. We, we're not about that. And we talk about that in practice all the time. And I'm so happy that our whole team was able to show that to the whole country tonight, that we're just going to continue to persevere. Even when bad things happen to us, we're going to persevere through adversity and keep fighting till the end. All right. We'll go with just the hands that are up, please. Uh, Christian Capel, then Dan Raley. Go ahead, Christian. Oh, that was Christian. Excuse me, Dan. And then go ahead, Lauren. Jimmy, when, when you have a football team that's down 21 zip at halftime, it could go one of two ways. Um, did you feel like you were on the spot as a, a new head coach, a new situation here um, that you really had to, you know, to step up and show leadership at that point? Yeah. I mean, we go out there, we're, we're trying to win football games. And so, uh, you know, throughout a game, there's going to be certain, certain things that you are going to have to uh, do schematically, or we're going to have to do uh, with our voice to get our players to do what we want them to do. And I saw a team, that was playing hard. We were playing hard in that first half. We, they just made more plays than we made. And um, we just had to get in there in, at halftime and, and gather up and keep the positive energy going, clean up the mistakes that we made, and then go on the attack. Uh, and I'm so proud of our guys. We went on the attack in the second half, cleaned up our mistakes. Defense pitches a shutout. We scored 24 unanswered points to win the game. All right, Lauren, and then Alec Dietz, go ahead, Lauren. Jimmy, you have a guy in Elijah Molden who really just sets the tone for that defense. What can you say about his leadership, especially tonight, kind of getting that group together? Oh, yeah, Lauren, I'm telling you what, this guy is a big-time football player. I am so happy that he came back to play his senior year. We were just talking. Uh, we're going to remember this moment. These are one of those games that we'll be talking about years from now. Uh, he's an extraordinary leader for our whole team, not just our defense, our whole team. He was our captain uh, for the game, uh, for the coin toss today. And he leads by example. He's great leading with his voice. He knows what to say to those guys, and they all respond. Uh, and then he went out there and obviously got a huge interception for us. That gave us a huge spark. His tackling always is, is always uh, top-notch. So proud of Elijah. So happy that he's a dog. All right, we'll go to Alec Dietz and then Ruth. Go ahead, Alec. 
Hey, Jimmy, you, you touched on it before, but um, Zion with seven sacks, I think, through three games. I mean, were you expecting this kind of production from him this early in his career? Unreal. Unreal. I I mean, I cannot say that if you, you can't pin me down and say I think he was going to have seven sacks and I think it's like five forced fumbles. I don't have the stats in front of me in three games, whatever it is. And then he gets the fumble recovery, the huge gain when, when Kyler Gordon uh, forced the fumble. The guy is just a playmaker. I have been telling you for the last couple of weeks, he always shows up in practice. So that doesn't surprise me because he's always harassing our offense in practice. And I'm telling him to stay away from the quarterback. He's always buzzing right by him, buzzing right by Dylan and all the other guys. And I'm like, Zion, stay away from the quarterback. Uh, so I guess it doesn't surprise us, but just to have that type of reduction in three Pac-12 games is phenomenal, phenomenal. All right, we'll go to uh, Ruth and then Lars. Go ahead, Ruth. Jimmy, how much of a, how much of a spark was it there, too? You know, we talk, talk about the sparks, but that one play on when they were going for it on fourth down and, and Taki and Thule just blew that guy up and that brick wall, I mean, I was wondering what, how much of a difference it means having, having Thule back in there. That play was huge, Ruth. That was a huge play. There were so many big plays in this game. I tell you what, we could, be, we could probably be on this call for like another hour. And I, I can't wait to go watch the film. But there was another huge play. You know, they're going on this drive. We, they hit us with a play. They're moving the chains. Then they're going for it on fourth down. And, and you said it, our D tackles, uh, they stepped up in that moment. And they tried a quarterback sneak. And he didn't gain – I think he lost a yard on that. And usually in a quarterback sneak, you're usually going to get at least a, an inch – um, those guys squeeze those gaps down, push Utah's offensive line back. The quarterback ran into a wall, huge stop by our defense, created all types of positive energy on our sideline. Uh, everyone was going crazy. The offense can feel it. Uh, that was another, another huge uh, moment in that game. All right. Four more for coach Lars, Mike, Art, and Nick. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, Coach, it looked like uh, Savelle Smalls was lined up in a few different spots along the front. Can you talk about what you saw from him today and just overall his impressions of the season? Yeah, you know, I can't wait to go w watch the film, especially, you know, for the interior line guys. It's harder, you know, when you're sitting on the sidelines to really grade how they're doing uh, throughout each play. But Savelle is an extremely bright, smart football player, and we're able to put him in our different personnel groupings uh, that we have on defense and so that's where you're seeing him, you know, line up in multiple spots. And for a true freshman playing his third game, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, he's another guy that's just going to continually get better. The more comfortable he gets at, pl at playing college football, uh, we're excited where he, there's, he is nowhere even near hit his ceiling. Uh, he's, he is going to be a big-time player for the Dogs. All right, Mike Vareld and Art, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, um, I saw the ESPN interview you did after the game where it looked like you were about to erupt with emotion. I'm wondering, as a head coach after a game like that, just what's running through you in, in terms of feelings and emotion after a game like that? Yeah, it was, you know, I, I wanted to see the crowd up in the stands. I was so, uh, so excited. I, I, it would just be awesome for 72,000 fans to be just screaming down, woofing. Um, I'm so proud of our staff. I'm so proud of our players. You guys all know this has just been a, uh, you know, it's been a, a, a difficult year for everybody. And uh, to see the looks on all their faces for going through all the adversity that we've all gone through in 2020, but then for us to go through all this adversity in the first half, in the second half, 
and find a way to just keep just keep laying bricks, just keep working, head down and stay positive. And for us to come out there with a victory is just a huge growing moment um, for our program. We'll go to uh, Art Teal, then we'll close it out with Nick. Go ahead, Art. Uh, Jimmy, in the middle of the final drive, uh, the snap comes early to Dylan. It's oh. at his feet. The whole drive could fall apart right there. Uh, what was supposed to happen, happen, and what did you see happen? Wow. Thanks for reminding me about that. That was uh, not supposed to happen, obviously. Uh, the cadence was uh, you know, miscommunicated between the center and the quarterback. Um, and so we have to get that cleaned up, obviously. We can't, we can't have that happen. But how about Dylan? So everything I've been talking about, Dylan, about not flinching and not panicking, it probably that moment right there really puts it in a capsule. He, it's a snap coming when he's not supposed to, it's not supposed to be snapped. And he grabs the ball, looks downfield, gets back to his reads and throws a strike, I believe to Kate Otten to move the chains. And then Kate gets out of bounds. Um, that's the type of leadership Dylan shows. That's the type of calm that he has through adverse situations. Really, that sequence right there really captures what Dylan Morris is all about. All right, last question from Nick Mendro. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, your mantra has always been score to get the ball back. Um, never is that more apparent than the second half tonight. Could you just talk a little bit about what role those turnovers played in the third and fourth quarter in the comeback win? Yeah, we talked about it all week long uh, to our defense. One of the keys of the game, uh, we, we put a high, a high uh, benchmark for turnovers for this game because we knew how tight this game was going to be. And I told the defense we needed three turnovers. And I reminded them that their job is to score, get the ball back, which I know they know because they hear it every single day and there's signs everywhere down here in the meeting rooms. But how about them responding with four turnovers and all in huge critical situations? And um, so proud of those guys. You know, they could have easily, uh, you know, got uh, very, you know, net negative with all the, the rush yards that we were giving up there early on in that game. But they stayed positive. They stayed at it, adjusted, and went out there and got the ball back for our offense. And our offense responded. All right, that'll wrap it up. Thank you very much, Coach. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. <laughs>